of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Where in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. It's 7.05. Welcome to a Monday. We're starting off a brand new week with Where in Rima, KTSA. Looking forward to getting a lot accomplished today and throughout the week this week. Glad you could be with us, uh, be with us on this beautiful Monday morning. Make sure you're drinking and you're eating and pooping. So how you doing? Doing all right? First off. Why are you looking at me like that? What did okay, I do? The whole Monday trip doesn't work. Okay, it just doesn't work. All you right? sure? You're not going to gaslight me that it's Monday. Come on, okay? now. No, I think I ain't. No, I'm, I'm clear in my head now. So maybe <laughs> maybe a year ago you could have gotten by with that, <laughs> but not funny. today, all right? <laughs> and, and secondly, yes. we know to drink water. <laughs> Every human being knows <laughs> To freaking drink water when it's really stinking hot. And to eat so you don't... St- Go ahead, Don. You can say uh, something. And to eat so you don't holy. starve. Uh. And so you don't get backed up. Make sure you go to the bathroom a couple of times Make a sure day. you breathe you know today. Does the ice in the margarita count? Yes, it yes. does. Yeah. Yes. It does. That is, that is pure hydration, girl. Right. Are you gonna be going to, Here we come. Yeah, I was nah. going to say, you're going to La Fonda today, aren't you? About 9.30. They open up special on Friday for her. <laughs> <laughs> you know, normally don't open till noon, but yeah. man, nine thirty, they got the doors open. Wow! Here comes Elaine. Yeah, we Rock know where she's been there because there's none left for the rest of us. I'm telling That's you, right. it's <laughs> like the Indy 500 between here and Lafonda at nine a.m. on a Friday. She's like, <laughs> I bet they're cutting the limes right now just for her. <laughs> she, she gets a police escort. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> She does. Javier makes she make sure she gets there with some she constables. She got the cops on speed right. dial. <laughs> She's like, I need to Couple run. Couple of firemen uh, show up at the trucks, the hooking ladders to get her there. Uh, wow. Welcome uh, to Operation Fr- Mama is Thirsty now underway. <laughs> That's right. No, we call Operation Mama is we, Thirsty. We call it Operation Hot Mama. There I call it Operation Make Ralph Look Like Kevin Cosner. Oh! <laughs> After about two of them. Oh! Come on! Oh! That hurts. Oh, man. Oh! Oh! Ouch. Go, go, go to your room and think about what you just oh, said. Yes. yes. That was right. awesome. Listen, so that when, was great. So when you need a place to sleep later on, don't call yeah. Nancy. You're not Mickey coming to my house. All the girls get prettier at closing time. Uh, <laughs> we always get prettier after two La Fonda margaritas. Yeah. <laughs> we got a guest room if you need it. Yeah. Right. If you need a place to crash. Where you're going to be staying sell- this weekend. I'm selling my house if you want to buy it. <laughs> you may need you it. You may need it. <laughs> Cut you a deal great. right now. <laughs> Ralph looks like Kevin Costner after oh two La Fondas. We're off to a hell of a start. <laughs> oh, God. We love you, Ralph. We love you, Ralph. <laughs> You look pretty good, Ralph. Look you better really than me, do. yeah. And I don't have tequila or anything. I was just saying you look good, boy. Yeah. You really do. <laughs> okay, now where do we go for? Oh, okay. I guess we got to do serious stuff. <laughs> All right, where? All I knew right. you were involved. I knew you were a part of this. Joseph. I knew it. Joseph Robinette Biden, where? Yes. But, uh, 
he could choose any name he wanted. He could have used Jones, Smith. I mean, you know, something, you know, something. Do you, do you have any suspicious activity reports uh, being flagged on your account, Stray? What a ding-dong, man. <laughs> and I say ding-dong because I can't use the other word I want to. Right. But, God, man. Yeah, in case you don't know, guys, uh, Joe Biden is using where on the emails when he doesn't want anybody to know. He calls himself either uh, Robin Ware. Robin Ware. Or, or Joseph or, or JRB Ware for Joseph Robinette Biden Ware. There's another one though, right? Uh, yes, uh, yes. The, the whole email is is listed under. Some, He's got a, what, a couple of aliases. Go ahead, turn your mic on and say it. I, I, I don't remember it. It's, it's I, I, I got to get. Notes well, hold on. It's uh, Robert Robert L. Peters. Robert, Robert L. L. Well, Bob Peters, that kind well, of fits Correct. Him. He had to go with where because Ron Mexico was already being used. <laughs> Ron Mexico. Ron Burgundy. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Robert L. Peters at PCI.gov was the email address. Yes. And and this is when he's doing business with Hunter and, and Hunter's little special friends. Right. He's got special friends in places like Ukraine and China. Right. And then when he would sign the email, when he didn't want anybody to know it was him, he would sign it Robin Ware, W-A-R-E, and J-R-B Ware, so that right. nobody could, I mean, like, people are that stupid, they can't figure out J-R-B means Joseph Robinette Biden Ware. But anyway, uh, I just, you know, I'm deeply offended, because, you know. <laughs> You now know, you're dragged into this mess. If, if Trump They're wanted to use my name, to, fine. You're going to get subpoenaed by Comer and come in and talk. <laughs> well, probably. You know. um, well, and, 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 you know the other thing, just real quick, because sure. I want to get you. I want to get you on this. Sure. The other thing was he's he he would have his staff share his calendar with Hunter Hunter's associates, business associates, <laughs> yeah. in the countries where Hunter is doing business. Yeah, I saw that. There, Fox had the timeline stuff all over the place yesterday with the Ukraine deal. And you see that after he gives a major speech in Ukraine where he's telling them to separate all government from all businesses and let businesses thrive, that's what democracies really do, he, he, he attaches Hunter on an email with that speech or with some other communication between the Ukrainian government. It's like, why is your kid on that email? You can see the timeline. They're scumbags. But who was the guy, I don't know if it was on CNN or MSNB Puke or one of them, who was saying, uh, I think yesterday, there's no comparison between the Bidens and what Trump did. Yeah, it was CNN. C- CNN. CNN, yes. Yeah, yeah no, he was, he, was, he was saying there's no, no comparison between uh, the Trump family and what the Biden family has, uh, allegedly had done. The Trump right. Family, no, 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 no. Far, far worse, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I worked with my dad for a long time. I work with you. And uh, neither of you ever share your uh, uh, calendar <laughs> with me, nor what do I want you to. You and I BS about what are you doing today? Nothing. What are you doing today? Nothing. Right. You know, that kind of thing. Well, unless we're taking off and we want, hey, I'm going to take this day off well, or that. But no. beyond that, just as a general rule, yeah. we're coworkers and we don't do that. And I'm not sharing it with your family and friends. I'm no. not like, here's Syria. Here's my calendar for the next month. You know? Well, they're, they're, they're scumbags. That's what he was doing. They're, they're, it's, a, it's, a, it's a scam, man. It's a pyramid scheme, if you will, almost. You know, worse than scumbags are criminals. They need to be, well, you know, cool in their jets in, in prison is where all of them need to be. But how do you get around the massive rabble of morons who genuinely do believe that Trump is the worst thing since Hitler? And, and you know, the Bidens, well, you know, uh, poor little Hunter, that little booger, you know, he was just hooked on drugs, man. That's, he just stumped. He was he blacked out and, and orchestrated multi-million dollar deals with uh, the vice president's office and heads of state. You know, come on, man. You were talking about the dude on CNN a minute ago. You know what they're saying. 
they're saying, well, look, he was under a lot of stress and pressure. Oh, cause, God. Because his brother had just died. Right. Bo, Bo had just died in war. Right. Well, Bo in didn't war, die in war. Which is a bunch of crap. Okay, so Bo had just died in war. Hunter was really upset over the death of his brother, right? Right. And so he was doing a lot of crack at the time because that's what everybody does who loses a brother. You do a lot of crack, right? Right. And then he got involved in all these business dealings where he's ripping people off and taking bribes for his dad and all this other stuff because he was so upset over his brother dying. Dude, if I could get tens of millions of dollars funneled into my bank account by smoking crack, what do you think I'd be doing? I'd be smoking some damn crack. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous explanation. But you know what? Again, the aforementioned morons don't care. They will run with that. They are running they with are. that. They are. They are. They don't care. You can lie channels. to them all, you, all day long, yeah. and they'll just suck it up, man. Yeah. And those are the people. I've always said if this country falls to its knees, it's going to be because of stupid people, basically. I'm just pissed that he used my name. But, well, you know, you, know. you look at all this. You got you got his daughter, Joe's daughter, writing in her diary. She had to take showers after Joe went to bed. No, we're going to talk about it. We're going to put it no, out no, there. No, it's fine. No. She she had to wait until Joe went to bed so she could take a shower alone. <laughs> she wrote that in her diary. Ugh. That she, every t- every time she got in the shower, here he'd come. God. You want some ice cream? Get in the shower. That's it. Yesterday we had the ice cream bit. Hey kids, Ugh. hey kids, I know what ice cream is, and daddy, uh, daddy owes you one. Ding, 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 so ding, you got ding, that right. Right. The minute that uh, Hunter's brother Bo dies, he did not die in war. He died in a bed at Walter Reed. He's still dead and still very tough on the family, I'm sure. But he did not die in war, which they, which Joe continues right. to say to this day. But Hunter didn't even wait till he was buried, and he started shacking up with Bo's widow. They're Delaware trash. I'm telling you. That's what they actually are. They're Delaware trash. And I know that's insulting. I I know a lot of good people in Delaware. It's not, you know, but that's what I would call them. They're garbage. You're you're, you're insulting garbage. I'm insulting garbage. (laughs) And watching all of these liberal idiots just circle the wagons around these people every day they uh, as i'm i'm getting sick of saying it because i say it so much okay they represent everything a decent progressive should despise and they just cover them constantly man and so now now you know the plea deal fell apart last week Right? Fell right, apart. Right, didn't right. work. They were going to give him immunity for life. Right? right? Wouldn't have to pay for any of his sins or any crime. Hunter. Well, yesterday, a judge in Delaware just dismissed the case. Just said, yeah, oh, I saw that. I'm yeah. dismissing those charges. Now, you cheat on your taxes. Oh, oh and by the way, <laughs> again, you, you said yesterday they got this disease called hypocrisy. That's right. Because Joe's running all over the country saying rich people need to pay their fair share. Right. Rich people need to pay their fair share. Rich people need to pay higher taxes. Except for his son, <laughs> who didn't pay his taxes. And now the case gets dismissed by a judge in Delaware. Oddly, I, I, I imagine that judge probably has an LLC somewhere. <laughs> you know, I mean, look, Delaware is kind of like San Antonio. It's a small town. And there's a good old boy network, ne- good old boy network that thrives there. Uh, and Joe Biden is the hub of that. And so, again, he's surrounded by people that have been protecting him. And plus, uh, through his career as a senator, they all were doing it probably to a greater or lesser extent. This is the swamp. It's like I say, it's just what you do. But now he's the president, and all this is coming out, 
And again, watching people who, yeah, can't shut up about the rich paying their fair share and corporate America and capitalism sucks and Donald Trump is corrupt, couldn't give one molecule that he is the worst example of what they're talking well, that's about. that's exactly right. And he's a white racist, right? And he's a white racist so, and a skis. So, you know, he's, he's got a black lesbian that goes about every day to talk <laughs> about him and to tout him knowing that he hates her because she's black. <laughs> Just right, because right. she's black, he hates her. He's a racist. So, he hated Kamala on yeah, the uh, primary oh, trail. Remember? Yes. Remember? Uh, by the way, uh, and here's a lesser-known story of the morning, uh, he's sending F-16 jets to Ukraine. Oh, excellent. So get That's ready, great. get ready, because if you think Vladimir Putin is going to sit back armed with nukes <laughs> while his guys are styrated on the trail by F-16, U.S. F-16 right, jets, right. you got another thing coming. Right. This thing just got ratcheted up even higher. It's going to get deadlier. It's going to get bloodier. It's going to get messier. And it's on Joe Biden's head. Happy Friday. Yes. Hey, <laughs> how about some funk music next with Warren Rima on KTSA. Imagine selling your home and getting paid. Uh, thank you, Scott. It's uh, 721 with Warren Rima, KTSA. I know that you are now a huge fan of Bradley Cooper because you saw recently A Star is Born, which is a fantastic, almost flawless movie. Gosh. I mean, mm. uh, Bradley Cooper has, has classically been one of my favorite actors over the past few years. He's just, he's real, he's a real thing. The ending is tough. The ending is tough, yeah. yeah. Well, Bradley Cooper uh, has directed a new Netflix movie called, uh, well, it's about Elmer Bernstein and his wife and then kind of the love story when they were younger. Elmer Bernstein, who is most known for his soundtracks and movie music, uh, the the Great Escape, I think he did, or something like that. A lot of those great old war flicks. He was the he did Stripes, the soundtrack to Stripes. I mean, just a marvelous composer. Uh, and Bradley Cooper, uh, I guess some images, uh, promotional images, have come out uh, of him and his makeup as Elmer Bernstein. Uh, and he's, he's got a prosthetic nose because Bernstein, if you look at the old pictures of him when he was younger, he had a very prominent nose. They're saying Bradley Cooper is engaging in Jew face uh, because he, I think Bradley Cooper is either half Jewish or fully Jewish, but he's not a practicing Jew. I, I'd have to look that up. I'm not really even concerned about that aspect of the story, but people are going nuts because he's got a prosthetic nose to make him look more like Elmer Bernstein when he was young. Uh, the family of Elmer Bernstein has come out, his kids, I think there's three of them, and said, no, it, we were uh, involved every step of the way in the production of this movie. Uh, Bradley Cooper has a lot of reverence for Elmer Bernstein, which is why he wanted to make the movie. And they said, our dad would not have minded the nose at all because it's, they called it character enhancement. Um. And it's this idea that if you're not exactly the skin color or the ethnicity or, I guess, the religion of the person you're playing, it's some kind of appropriation. Now, two points. I, I will be honest that I personally think the nose looks stupid and is unnecessary. And uh, remember Passion of the Christ, one of my favorite movies. I only, have one I-, I only ever had one issue with Passion of the Christ, which was his prosthetic nose which I thought was just completely unnecessary. I don't think Bradley Cooper needs the nose, but he went with it. And when did we lose track of the idea that if you're an actor, you should be able to play anyone, anyone, if you can play them? Somebody mentioned uh, in, a, in a Variety article criticizing the nose 
that, well, you wouldn't get Ben Kingsley to play Martin Luther King. And I, in my mind, I'm like, uh, Ben Kingsley played Gandhi. He's not Indian. You know, I mean, it's, it's this idea that you can only, I mean, look, you people are having enough trouble just getting people into the freaking theaters or getting them to watch your crummy movies. All right. But they're going to focus on a prosthetic nose. And the movie, I guarantee you, just knowing Bradley Cooper as a director is probably going to be phenomenal. And the fact that it's getting hung up on Jew face, I've never heard that term before in my life. Well, who is that? Who, who is doing that? When you, the when usual you say suspects are, in Hollywood, you know, the liberal Hollywood crowd, and then your usual spate of TikTokers and pissed off uh, yeah. progressives online. You know, the, you know how things go. Yeah. The image gets oh, yeah. out there. It's like when oh, yeah. the Snow White image came out oh, yeah. with all the non-dwarves. Mm-hmm. Well, now on the other side of the table, you got all the usual yeah, I'm idiots. just curious if there are any prominent names that have said anything. I, I don't know. No, I didn't really think about it that deeply. Yeah, yeah. I, I just got kind of hung up on the fact that this is gonna. This is how we're going to roll from now on. Yeah. So only Jews should play Jews. Only right. black people should be, play black people. Right. Only whitey should play whitey. Well, let's go back to, you know. Speaking of, you know, this was a prosthetic nose. Yes. Let's go back to Boogie Nights and Mark Wahlberg. But he had a prosthetic, uh, yeah. <laughs> Not a nose. But it was part of the act. It was part of it's... the character. And if you're going to get into character, why do you have makeup departments? Why do you have prop departments? Why do you have all this stuff? It's to create a character. Right. To... <clears throat> and in Hollywood, just like on stage, you have to create everything bigger and, and, and bolder and everything because that's what makes it stand out. That creates the character itself, the well, look. Well, I mean, it's, it's film, and you're, it's a visual medium. Yes. So, you know, you want to do things to enhance the performance. It's like, it's like when they went off on Brendan Fraser yeah. uh, for playing the, an obese gay man in The Whale, and he was not obese nor right. gay. Right. You know, he, if, he, he apparently knocked it out of the park uh, acting-wise. If I'm playing guitar in a, in a room this size, right, and I do this, that's one thing. But if I do this, you know, I'm barely moving, just playing the, the notes right. on a guitar in a room this size, that's one thing. But if you go play in an arena the size of the AT&T Center, you've got you've to you've get into it. You've got to stretch. You've got to move and all that because you've got people so far away. Yeah, but we're talking about film. I, I know, talking, you know. And I'm talking about the same thing, though. Right. In order to enhance the character, you have to create that. They, they, this is just so stupid the way people are, are thinking about this now. Well, nobody in weird. the olden oh, Yes. And nobody in the olden times when they were making movies, we, we wouldn't have Hollywood. If everybody criticized somebody putting on whatever makeup to to create the character. Well, my That's thing the point. Is, why don't you see the movie first? Yeah, that too. Now, if you're watching <laughs> the point. movie and the nose is distracting, yeah. then I would say, okay, maybe it's a negative. But before the movie even comes out, yes. call, accuse him of Jew face. Stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. You know, I mean, it, 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 it is silly. And, and again, it kind of goes back to when I was uh, going off uh, the other day on the Poet Laureate thing, okay? When, when art is, is being co-opted by politics, in a sense. Everything is. And it, it is. It's a poison. And the creative people and artists should be the most free people in the world to create what they want to create, to be true to their vision, whatever that, whether it's music or whether it's film or whether it's stagecraft or whatever it may be, sculpture, painting. Okay, an artist requires freedom. And right now, the most restrictive and oppressive people in this country, to a certain extent, 
are freaking artists. And how stupid is that? It is. It's ridiculous. It doesn't make, you know, so whatever. Art, art, no, you're right. I'm you're, looking forward to seeing it. You're 100% <laughs> right. Because yeah. art does not grow unless people take chances. And sometimes yeah. something might look stupid. Like you well, were saying the nose and press under the Christ looked stupid. It was sometimes it might, yeah. But sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. You know, they always go back to Mickey Rooney yeah. and uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, where yes. he played a really stereotypical uh, Asian guy. Right. Which, yeah, that didn't work. All right. But, again, you, you look at Ben Kingsley, uh, who might have some Arabic or uh, Indian genetics of some kind, but he's a guy who obviously isn't Gandhi, and he played Gandhi, and he played him brilliantly. You know, I, I watch Wagon Train a lot, or I right. have watched Wagon Train a lot. Leonard Nimoy is one heck of an Indian. <laughs> he's one heck of an Indian, man. He rides horses. He shoots arrows. He's got a buckskin knife, and he goes after cowboys. Right, and Leonard he's, Nimoy. And he's as Jewish as Kinky Friedman. Spock. Spock. More <laughs> wearing rhyming next, KTSA. Hey, it's Jack Riccardi, and the question I get often is, Hey, with the Commodores. I like the Commodores. Let's get down. Yeah. It's Where and Rima. We do this Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 here on KTSA. Thanks for uh, checking us out. I'm on at 5. Sean's on till 11. Uh, appreciate you uh, being here and uh, checking us out. So a couple of real quick things here. First of all, a couple of texts. We don't need that noise behind Rudy J. <laughs> what? The music? <laughs> yeah. It makes him hard to hear because the music is fighting with him. Hmm. Now, I'm going to tell you, you don't want to fight with Rudy J. Okay? No, That's he's pretty fit right do. now, man. You don't want to fight Rudy J. That man is a fighter. Also, if you need noise behind the traffic report, do something clever like traffic noise or an auga horn or something like that. Not that stupid sounding poodle, 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 doodle. What the hell, man? This is what the guy's fixating on? Welcome to Friday morning. The world is on fire. Someone went to La Fonda before me. I guess, man. Somebody, somebody opened La Fonda this and morning. Thing, I don't like this stinking bumper music. And Here's your poodle, poodle, poodle. Okay. Can you, let's hear the poodle. I mean, if the you what? Could, uh, we, he's going to play. Let's see what this guy's talking about. Don't he's say gonna, the end. He's going to play the poodle. <laughs> Make sure you drink lots of water and breathe. Make sure eat some food to breathe and eat food. Coming up later in traffic, I-35 will be terrible. It will be screwed up. That's right. And I'm Rudy J. Yeah, I only have one other option that was cleared to use for music behind traffic, and it's it's this. And I choose to use what you hear. Okay, let's hear. Go for it. Oh no! Oh no! Hey, oh, God. so we're cruising around Loop 410 right now. Uh, and there's a little thing going over here at Jones Maltzberger in Loop 410 on the westbound side of the lane. You might want to stay in the right-hand lane and ease on by the accident. Do I have, to put, my, gonna, do hey. I have to put my keys in a bowl at this party? This nah. sounds very <laughs> 70. It's going to be a beautiful <laughs> day. Oh, oh, you didn't yeah. just go there, did you? Yeah. You did. You he did. did. You yeah. He went there. He did go there. Oh, wow. Right. Yes until no. It's a yeah. subtle. Anyway, it's a subtle joke for those that are. Wow, gosh. Go. Now I'm a little red. Just a little. <laughs> hey, it's going to okay. be a beautiful day in the metropolitan area today. How about we Make go sure down you... I 10? Okay. I'm just going to stop trying to be funny. You guys keep talking over my funny. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and not be funny. <laughs> okay, the next text was I get a kick out of Blackula. Blackula. Okay. I think I dated her in college. 
All right, the next text is uh, <laughs> Kamala Harris's speechwriter's resignation letter. What? She Kamala Harris's, huh? Which one's Blackula? Some movie. I don't know. It's a vampire movie from yeah. the 70s with a black guy playing a vampire. There you go. <laughs> and did he wear vampire teeth? So huh? he probably cultural appropriation. He was know? not a real yeah. vampire trick. He no. had a fangrill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Kamala Harris's speechwriter's resignation letter. Here it is. Ready? Yes. I'm resigning because when you resign, you're resigned to resigning because leaving by resigning is what someone who leaves is a failure. What they're resigning to is resigned as. So I'm resigned to resigning. I now hereby resign. I am resigned to this email. Okay. And finally, Adam Sandler had a huge nose when he played a Jewish doctor. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't don't know. Jew face. Look, it's Friday. And everybody's been to La Fonda already. <laughs> Apparently, man. Starting the weekend early, are we? So, oh. Save me some, people. <laughs> and don't drink it all. Elaine will be there at 930. That's right. Eight times higher than the Washington Monument. Yes. That's how high the paper stack is for the Trump-Georgia case. <laughs> Eight. If you took paper and stacked it from the Georgia case... Right. It would be eight times higher than the Washington Monument All for that, that case alone. Right. It took them 30 months to put that case together. So, yeah, all that paper, Washington Monument, everybody's seen the obelisk. And they want him ready for trial and to defend himself by January. <laughs> well, you know, this is the evil plot. <laughs> and it's going to thicken next week, man. Next, next, a week from today. Let's see what happens a week from today, yeah? Because a week from today, he's supposed to present himself with his 18 cohorts in their little evil plan here to do whatever. And uh, I got to get the mugshot. I tell you what, man, again, if there is a mugshot, that is going to be the mugshot heard around the world. Yeah, it will be. And weird crap's going to happen as a result of it. Will be. And, and you know what? I think they want that to happen. They do. That's they, absolutely what they want, man. They want to force your hand. They want you in the streets. They want you doing that because then they roll the tanks and there is no election. They're, they don't want to have an election. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I don't know what the big honking thing that's going to happen is, but I know there's going to be some big honking thing. October surprise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It, it's going to be a surprise you're not going to forget. So I, these people do not want him back in office. They do not want this election to happen. And if you don't think all of this legal crap is not directly tied to that idea, you're either a moron or you're not paying attention. Exactly. Absolutely. So, you know, the battle over the Second Amendment is continuing in this country. They are now, this administration is looking at limiting the uh, magazine size you can buy for your semi auto. Sure what type of gun, when you can buy it, also opening up lawsuits a la tobacco company against gun manufacturers. Right. Gun manufacturers, they don't have the money tobacco companies had, so they'll just go out of business if they end up getting sued and all that. Meanwhile, an Arizona woman shoots and kills a registered sex offender who is trying to break into her home. Thank God for the Second Amendment. This guy came up to her house. He's a registered sex offender, was busting at her house trying to get in. She told him, I have a gun. She fired a shot through the window to try to scare him off. He reaches through the window, grabs the gun, trying to pull the gun out of her hand. She squeezes off a few more rounds and kills the dude, right? Thank God she had the gun. We had that happen to somebody who worked here at one time. Almost the identical scenario where she stood at the door, guy was on the other side trying to break the door down. She told him, I'm armed. 
I have a, a gun in here, and he kept, and he busted the door in on her apartment, and she blasted him and killed him, and thank God she had the Second Amendment and a weapon. Well, you know, people have to do it on their own these days, and it's not law enforcement's fault many times. They're just not there. They're leaving, or they have no budget, or the prosecutor in that town is not going to prosecute. So what are you going to do? Look at this crap that was going on in San Francisco where a bunch of guys are driving around in a freaking Lexus. <sighs> In a Lexus. And they're hopping out, smashing into people's cars and stealing crap. One guy smashed into a car as a woman sitting in the back seat, and he grabbed her bag. And it's all on tape. And it's the middle of the day in San Francisco. Yeah. But they're driving around in a freaking Lexus. Yeah. So what are people going to do? The the violence is random most of the time. You don't see it coming. I'm sorry, man. People got to start taking stuff into their own hands. 1,670 car break-ins in the last 30 days there. 10,000 thefts from vehicles in the city so far this year. The tourist areas, of course, are huge. Signs throughout the city warning residents and tourists, don't leave anything in your car because exactly what you're talking about. When we make an arrest for a break-in, the problem is they are released immediately on their own recognizance, says the chief of police out there. A lot of them have ankle monitoring bracelets. They don't care. They know nothing is going to happen to them. And then a guy who replaces windows, he says, we have customers calling us two and three times a day to come out and put new windows in their cars. They've told us they have uh, they have our number on speed dial. <laughs> the speed dial is the number, for, you know, uh, of the people who replace your windshield. People are leaving notes on their car, that sticky notes, saying, hey, there's nothing in here. Please don't break my window. <laughs> Please don't break my window. That's a great. That's great. Um, well, are they asking which st- a town is it where they're asking the gangs not to shoot anybody after nine? That's uh, Chicago. Is that Chicago? Yeah, yeah that'll work. Nine to nine. <laughs> that's a great plan. And and the other thing that was in the story, just incredible story, when you go through it, was that the 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 sidewalks, the sides of the street where cars are parked. Mm-hmm. They're all littered with glass. It's all glass, just broken glass everywhere. Yeah, and oddly, these are all uh, Democrat, predominantly Democrat towns when it comes to the leadership and the population. Every one of them. Wow, that stuff's really working. All your ideas are really working well, man. Like San Antonio. San Antonio's getting there, man. All right, quick break. More Warren Ryman next, KTSA. Get the hottest deals of the year. KTSA on Funky Friday. Let's go. Yeah. So what day is it anyway, huh? This is where we celebrate the day's holidays. It's the 18th of August. Uh, this one is uh, hits close to home. It's Bad Poetry Day. Okay. Do you know how much bad poetry is being written on planet Earth right now? No, I don't. Lots and lots and lots okay. and lots. Okay. Lots right. of bad poetry. Uh, a lot of good poetry. Well, actually, a lot of good poetry here in San Antonio. We've got a good poetry community here. Uh, this is cool. It's National Fajita Day. I, I have it written down right here because that's, that's my deal. Fajitas? You like fajitas? I cook them like nobody else, man. Really? Oh, yeah. I love fajitas. I like shrimp fajitas, man. Yeah, Give I me mean, a big old, big old plate of, you know, sizzling shrimp fajitas. <laughs> you like peppers and onions and all that? Yeah, oh boy, man. Mm-hmm. Now, do you do hot sauce? Do you like hot sauce? Like not spice? on the fajitas. Not, right. not on them. But, right. yes, oh, yeah, I spice them up. I got, I got my own special sauce in the way I make my fajitas now, and I've been doing it for about 40 years. Bruce Hathaway taught me how to do fajitas the right way. <laughs> And what's that? Do you have a secret uh, or not, or a thing that you do that makes all the difference that you can think of? Um, it's how you season them. Right. And it's how you cut the fat off. The, you cut the fat off? Mm-hmm. No, not it's how, me, man. It's how you I do it. I want the fat. It's I want lots of fat. It's how you do it. I put pico de gallo on my fajitas. 
I put pico de gallo on cereal. I was going to say, you put it on everything. <laughs> put it on everything. Put it in water. Uh, let's see. It's National Men's Grooming Day. Oh, good. I don't remember not to borrow my son's electric razor next time. Yeah. All right. Uh, not going to mention any more about that. Okay. It's uh, Let's see. Finally, it's Never Give Up Day. Never Give Up Day. Never, ever give up. Just keep on rolling. What that, Winston Churchill? Unless you're a serial killer. Then you should stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think that's what Winston Churchill said. Never give up. Never, never give up. up. Well, never give up. That was his entire never, speech, right? Yeah, it was uh, during the Blitzkrieg. Yeah. Uh, when they were getting hammered by uh, by the Germans. Never give up. Never give up. I can't remember the entire quote. But uh, that was a Churchillian idea. And then he just sat right down. What's that? He got up and said the speech. Yeah. Never give up, never give up. And then he sat back down. Sat down. That yeah. was a speech. Yeah, so it's a great speech. Uh, that's all I got there. I, I want to do one more quick Hollywood thing just to get it out of my system and get it off, you know, get it out there and then be done with it. Uh, we now have the Academy Awards Museum is going to have a kid-friendly drag show in honor of John Waters and his uh, contribution to cinema. He, is, he was named uh, by William S. Burroughs, I think, as the Pope of Filth, uh, a Baltimore guy uh, who did a whole bunch of movies that most people haven't seen, uh, Pink Flamingos, Rated X, where a drag queen eats a dog turd. And uh, during the uh, kid-friendly drag show, they're going to read scenes from his movies uh, to little children. They're going to read scenes from John Waters' movies to little children. Do you know, do you know much about John Waters or oh, what his dealio is? Oh, just from what I've read. Yeah. I've actually seen Pink Flamingos. John Waters is actually one of the worst filmmakers to ever hold a camera. He's only famous because he's shocking. He himself is not a great filmmaker. He, I don't know why he's revered so badly. I guess they're just hard up in Baltimore. All they got is uh, John Waters and Barry Levinson. That's about it. But uh, so I'm just going at it from two points. First off, the fact that you would say that John Waters is this great filmmaker, which he really isn't. Uh, and secondly, that uh, the way to go about celebrating his career is to, uh, you know, do drag shows for kids. And as we say all the time, what is it with the kids, man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is it with the kids? Yeah. Well, they, they can't make anymore, so they've got to groom them. So what is, I guess. Yeah, no, no, that's it. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, I was just reading about uh, the X-rated movie Pink Flamingos you're talking about from 1972, X-rated. I saw it. And, yeah. uh, and a drag it. performer eats dog feces. He's a dog turd at the end. It's so, the climax of the movie. This uh, th- Really? That's yes. what the movie leads up to? Yeah, there's also the, the, fully grown adults in cages and diapers, and uh, it's pretty nasty. Well, everybody needs a habit, hobby, but, uh, <laughs> you know. You know, it, it's a really foul little movie, and if it was artistically some wonderful piece of cinema, yeah. I'd, I'd say, well, great, but it's not. He says he just pictures little Billy coming home from, talking about drag stuff, this, right. is, this is water speaking. I just picture little Billy coming home from school and Dad saying, how was school today? And he says, oh, little Miss Hot Mess teacher taught me how to put on bottom lashes. Get it, girl. <laughs> right. That's this guy. He's only famous because he's shocking and he's gay. Yeah. Those are the only two reasons that guy is famous. Yeah. If anybody else had made the same damn movies that he... The only studio movie he ever did was Hairspray, yeah. which was okay. It wasn't a great movie. Uh, he, you know, it's it's just... It, this is, this is in a sense, the emptiness of, of the left and, and well, what they celebrate. And what, you is, know. Isn't this... Ex- at the Academy Awards Museum, isn't right. this exact... Doesn't that really kind of, this whole thing, exemplify and illustrate what Hollywood and the movie industry has become? Yeah, and that's why a lot of people are moving out. 
Yeah. You got a whole cadre of people now, of directors and, and actors. Dennis yeah. Quaid's one of them. Matthew McConaughey, I think, is even one of them. Yeah. And they're leaving. Yeah. They're pulling up tent stakes and going uh, to Austin or they're coming out here. You know. And another reason people don't go to movies anymore. No, because most of them suck. Right. That's exactly <laughs> to be honest right. with you, I this mean, is, most this of is them what suck. it has become. This is what Hollywood is now, and this is what the Academy is now. They've become this. And so who wants, to, who wants anything to do with that? Well, when you allow politics to govern art, you're, in my opinion, you're always going to make crap art. And right now, pretty much everything that comes out, for the most part, has got the politics running all through it. And it's crap art, yeah. you know? I mean, it's just like you go back to the 60s. I've always felt some of the worst songs that came out of the 60s were the political anti-war songs. They were just badly written. Yep. So, you know, if you love John Waters, I guess you'll love this story. But I'm, a, I'm not a huge fan. With a drag queen story hour for children at the Academy Museum. And they're going to read scenes from his movies. Yeah. That's, that's great, man. And at the end, he ate a dog turd. That's great. literally the climax great. of the movie. Great. Great. Wonderful. I wish, it's one of those movies where I wish I could unsee it. Yeah. I, saw about, I well, saw it a long time ago on VHS because I'd heard so much about it. Yeah, <laughs> It's just there's no artistic quality to it whatsoever, man. Eating Raul was one of those for me. Eating Raul, I haven't Ra- seen that in a long time. Let me time. just go backwards in time and not see that one. Still had the great date I had. I had a, a really great date that night. But Wasn't that your first a- date with Nancy? Yeah. Eating Raul. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and she stayed with me for 40 wow. years. All right, back in a minute. More Wearing Rhyme at KTSA. This is a saying I like a lot. Regretted. Drink, <laughs> drink plenty of Agua Mexicana this weekend. There you go. Mm-hmm. That'll, that'll keep, keep you, you hydrated. That'll keep you quenched. <laughs> or something. Or at least you won't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you won't care that you're dehydrated. Nope. So it is hot. Yes. And uh, yes. yesterday some friends had sent me the pictures of their thermometer thermometers in their car. Yeah. 113, 115, 114 degrees like that. So uh, ERCOT said yesterday, here's the deal. We want to avoid blackouts in the state of Texas. <laughs> and so, <laughs> That's great. So what you need to do is turn off the lights, turn off the AC, avoid using your large appliances like don't wash your clothes, go outside, beat them on a rock, and hang them on a clothesline. <laughs> turn, off, turn off and unplug non-essential lights and appliances. And uh, so basically – we have to sit in dark, hot houses in dirty clothes. We can't cook anything. <laughs> yeah. and, and we have to do it because there's no wind. There's no wind to power the windmills. Exactly. The earth-killing, bird-killing windmills. Your butt is on top of enough natural gas to keep us all freezing cold in our houses, right? Well, yes. Yes. And yet... Instead of going after that, what God gave us, or building more nuke plants like over in Baytown, where we've got you know reliable renewables, we rely on windmills. And when there's no wind, you got no power. When there's no sun, when you're on solar, you got no power. And that's where Texas is right now. How long are we gonna play the stupid game? Uh, for a while, I suspect. You know, it's it, you know. First off, uh, I can go with the no lights. We because we, we can't afford the electric bills. So yeah, lights off. I got that. Dirty clothes, hats hey, a weekend. I don't care. I wear the same crap all weekend. But, baby, don't touch my AC, man. Right. I'm, I'm keeping my AC up. Okay? <laughs> it's really? Because it's hot. When it, what did you say, 114? Yeah. 114. Okay. And, and, and all, the very same people are telling you to do what? Stay inside. Yeah. Stay inside. Don't be outside. It's going to be too stinking hot. You'll get heat uh, exhaustion or heat stroke or whatever. Stay inside. Oh, but don't turn on your AC. 
well, why the hell should I just stay outside then? Exactly. You're going to stay inside <laughs> in a hot box, in a dark, right. hot box, with no food because you can't cook. Can't cook, man. You cannot cook because that's using an appliance. You can't do anything. You can't watch television. That's using an appliance. They want you to plug all your appliances. Are, are they doing this, you think? No, they're not. The people not. who work, for the, uh, work there, are they no. doing that? Oh, that's right. They make crap loads of money off of us. That's, that's right. right. They're the ones who get to use all of the power. Uh, the, Ford, the Ford CEO, as another example. He got into one of his stupid trucks, the the Lightning 150 electric truck. Right. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, he gets in one. He says, I'm going to drive Route 66, right? And he says, <laughs> "Good luck." got halfway across. He said, it sucks Yeah. Uh, because there's no charging. There's no charging for these electric vehicles, which, by the way, they burst into flames on their own many, many times. <laughs> and you can't put them out, no, right? No, no, they burn to the ground. The only way to go. So he's saying, you know, I'm talking about Jim Farley. He's the CEO of Ford. He said, you know, this really is a bad thing to do because we don't have any, uh, we, 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 we don't have any charging stations. It took him, check it out, 40 minutes for a 40% charge. <laughs> so I want you to imagine something, Mr. Ryman. You wheel in in your car, and you wheel in to get gasoline. And you stand at the gas pump for 40 minutes, putting gas in 40 minutes, right. and you're still 60% empty. <laughs> I like the guy I was listening coming in, the guy that said, uh, yeah, and it's 114 degrees outside. You're supposed to stand there for 40 minutes to get uh, you know, just a little bit of charge. It's unsustainable. I mean, what's what's going to happen when, like, the ambulances and first responder vehicles go EV? How's that going to work for it's us? It's not. It's not. It's, it's, it, you can't force this into being, but I don't think that's the point. I think they're just making lots of money off it. That's all it is. It's a money river. All this is is them taking more money away from you and more power away from you because your money is your power. Your yeah. money is your choice. So they're taking that away, and they're putting it in their own pockets and, and, and in their friends' pockets. That's why they're putting up windmills in Texas when we have all this natural gas we're on top of, right? Oil we're on top of. It doesn't have to be this way. Your little Toyota or your little Subaru, whatever you're driving, is not killing the planet. And yet they want you. And the other people called this morning when I was talking about that and said, imagine being the person in line to be the next charge, and it takes three hours for the guy in front of you to charge up his You're going to sit there for three hours. And what if your car dies while you're waiting in line? How do you even get it up to yeah. the pump? You, you can push your car, yeah. an oil, uh, you know, a petroleum-based car to the pump. Can you even push those things when I'm, they shut I don't off? think you can. I, don't, I, 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 you know what? I don't know that there is a neutral. <laughs> is there? I mean, I don't know. You know, can you can you move the damn thing if it stops, if the charge runs out? Or does it just become a big, heavy, immovable thing? Right. And when you the know? CEO of Ford is saying, this yes. really is a bad idea, I mean, I, just, I thought about it that way. Just like when, when we think about voting here in San Antonio and we think, when, when we hear that, uh, you know, 13% of the registered voters turn out to vote, I flip that upside down. I always say 87% didn't. That's right. Well, it's the same thing with this. You stand there for 40 minutes, and you're still 60% empty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you, you know, sometimes you, you have to get somewhere. It's an emergency or what have you, and these things are just not dependable. But, again, the powers that be don't care. No. Let me do the Joe Biden creepy-ass whisper voice. Hey, pal, not a joke. They don't care. I don't care. They, they, they don't have to worry about it. Do you think, any, you think Pelosi or Chuck Schumer or any of these yahoos have to worry about their car not working? No. Of course, they don't also have to worry about going to the supermarket and buying groceries. So, right. you know. 
And here's the problem with it. What they're doing is they're forcing us out of our gas-powered vehicles because nobody's buying the electric vehicles, okay? Right. So by, by, by regulation and what they're doing, they're raising the price of gasoline. It's up another 13 cents this week. Yeah. Just this week. Yeah. So it's just it's going astronomically high. Next year, here in Texas, we get to do the whole emissions testing thing they've been doing in California, oh, great. where your mechanic has to spend seventy grand on a machine so it can suck the gases out of your your tailpipe to make sure you're within compliance. Right. right. All this is doing is raising the price of every gas-powered and diesel-powered vehicle to force you out of it into an electric vehicle that you cannot charge. And here's the deal. They don't even really want you in an electric vehicle. They don't want you in any vehicle. Correct. They are, that's really, I think, what's at, and you and I have talked about this before. I think that's at the heart of it. They don't want you driving anything. They want you getting your ass on a bus. Yes. Or they want you, you know, or, or, or using some sort of uh, municipal transportation system that they can also, again, make money off of, whether it's the construction of these things and the contracts right. or it's uh, merely a revenue source for them. And you're right, it's a control thing. Sure does. They don't like the fact that Americans can just hop into a car and go anywhere they want. They don't want you to. No. Because, nope. again, they don't get their piece of the pie there. And with the electric cars, they can turn them off. <laughs> yes, Remotely. they can. Yes, they can. They have total control. All right, one other thing before the break. Um, brought this up this morning. I just got a little curiosity in my brain. Phoenix, Arizona, yesterday, IRS agents are training with live fire ammunition. And one shoots another and kills him dead. I saw that. Did you see that? I didn't get into it, though. But that's, oh. it was a training mission, and they were on oh. a firing range or yeah. something? They're in the desert of Arizona. Oh, the desert, right. IRS agents in the desert training with live fire, and they end up killing one of their own. You know, you know, you know, IRS <laughs> agents are supposed to, like, check your auditing to make sure you're not lying on your form, right? So they need a really good pencil with a long eraser so they can erase lines and erase numbers yeah. and all that. That's what they need. They're accountants. And they needed a calculator. They could, they could certainly use a new calculator. But for years now, Sean, I can tell you it's been hard for a lot of us to get a hold of 9 millimeter. Because, I'm talking about ammo. Oh, yeah. Because the government's been buying all the 9 millimeter ammo. They've been buying a lot of guns, too. And then Biden gets 87,000 new IRS agents, sends them out into the desert for live fire training exercises. For what? Right. To check your tax return. <laughs> no, to blow you away exactly. if they don't like it. Exactly what that Look, is. Obama started this amping up of the IRS. I, I remember it being a story and talking about it on the radio when Obama... Uh, one of the first things he did when he got into office was to do the same thing Biden did, start recruiting more agents for enforcement, started buying up ammo, started buying up guns. Biden's just continuing that plan. Uh, and, and if you remember when, when, when Obama did it, it was in the ramp up to uh, Obamacare, which ultimately ended up being enforced by the IRS. Right. If you don't have proper health coverage. So they've been amping up the IRS uh, for a couple of presidencies now. And you have to ask, why do they need, why does, well, well, you're right, why does the IRS need all these guns and ammo? Why do they need this training? What do they think is going to happen that they will require that? If you are going to a home and you're going to do an audit 
and you fear that it's going to be, you know, could be a little bit dangerous or whatever, you do what everybody else does. You call the sheriff. Yeah. You have the sheriff meet you there, and you say, hey, I got an audit to do. Or you have this person come into the IRS office, you know, whatever, right. and you meet them there, have them bring their papers. You sit in the conference room. No, they are ready to move on the citizens of this country. That's what the 87,000 new agents are for. That's why they bought all the guns and all the yeah. ammo, and they're training with live fire. This is not pop, you know, fireworks they're dealing with. This is not pop guns we're talking yeah. about with cork in the end of it. We're talking about live fire, and one of them got shot and killed yesterday. And guess what? ABC ain't saying a word about it. Shocking, really? They're not saying that. Well, they got to cover this Trump thing, uh, cover, you know, back and forth uh, all around the clock. So it's not shocking. It's not getting reported. But people need to know. They really need to know what's going on with the IRS, man. You still want the top bunk. Yeah, I, I, I got to have the top bunk. You man. want top bunk. Again, if right. we're at the re education camp yeah. and you're in the top bunk yeah. and it gives way, you'll crush me. I will. Okay? I will. I will. You're we'll right. put Jack over in the corner so we can have reading time and, you know, some alone time. <laughs> oh, you and I will have the double bunks. Why, why are you bringing him and into we'll, this? And oh, we'll, no. but I got to have the top bunk, I, I'm, you know, because if you fall through again, I'm not going to live. You didn't just bring Riccardi into this. I've, you I, did. Every time we bring up the re-education camps, I figure they'll put us all together. Yeah. So I'm just saying, yeah. I want to make sure that, you know, he's got a little more privacy than you and I. Is he going to run the library in there? Huh? Is he going to run the library? He'll be like James Garner in The Great Escape. He'll be the guy that gets books for you. <laughs> yeah. He won't be scheduling the tattoos. That's for sure. <laughs> no, well, here no, we go. no. But you know what I mean? He'll yeah. be the guy that, hey, you want some Ibsen? You know, yeah. I can get you some Ibsen. The whole thing about, <laughs> I'll, ch I'll, ch I'll check out the book for you. You want me to check it out for you? That'll you get me some coffee, I'll get you uh, the collected works of Shakespeare. <laughs> oh, stop. We'll be but, listening this know. afternoon to see what he says. Well, but I mean, you know, it, we, we make jokes about these kinds of things. Yeah. But do you do you not think that these people, if they could shut down what we do for a living, oh, would do it in a heartbeat? And they'll eventually get to it. They'll get yeah. around to us. They'll get around to us. They're on Trump right now, but they'll get around to us. I'm just saying that the IRS killing another IRS agent with live fire training operations in the desert, something going on, man. Something's going on, and... <laughs> That's a huge story. Yeah, it's big. That's it? not being covered. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All right, more Warren Ryman coming up, KTSA. If you've been hurt in a crash, do your research. You'll... You like a little bit of time, do you? A little more day in the time? Yeah, why not? That was written and produced by one Prince from Minneapolis. You know... Jungle love, not a bad idea. Swinging from a vine. I don't know that that's what jungle love means. Oh, that's not what it means. <laughs> it mean no. swinging from a vine? No, sir, that's not what it means. What it, it ain't swinging from a vine, no. man. Well, it could be. Anyway. What, what does it mean? Does it mean like? Oh, come a, on! Yeah, let me draw you. Here, I'll draw you a picture. Okay. Whoa! <laughs> oh, I get it now. Whoa! Are you serious? That's yeah. jungle love. Sure. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, you did. <laughs> so See I, how you are. So I told you I had a movie story. For oh, yeah, you. yeah. James Dean will be appearing in new movies. No. Yes. No. The James Dean from East of Eden and Giant from uh, 1955 is when he died in that uh, beautiful sports car in mm. the middle of the California desert. He's coming back. No. That's right. That's right. Uh, because he's a moneymaker. Here, here's why they're doing it. Let me just boil the story down. Today's actors and actresses suck. <laughs> Today's musicians 
suck. <laughs> so they have to go back and dig up the dead guys because why? Because they're box office hits, because they make a lot of money. And as the good ones die off, right, they have to find a way to continue making money with the good ones, right? Right. Eastwood is what, 94? Yeah. So uh, Hackman is what, 93? And as they get older and start to die off, how do you replace an Eastwood? How do you replace uh, a, a Hackman, uh, you do, a Nicholson? You don't. They live on forever through AI. And you've got stars like James Dean, Marilyn Monroe, no, Michael Jackson, and others. No, they are making movies and music with. Here we go. This is Marva Baylor. Uh, she works in Hollywood. She's an AI advisor right. in Hollywood for stars who have had their life cut short. AI is definitely an opportunity to bring them back from the dead and recreate them in new performances with new scripts in new movies. <laughs> And according to Kristen Ruby, CEO and founder of Ruby Media Group, who works with the big Hollywood right. studios, realistic digital replicas will be so good soon, you will not be able to tell the difference. You won't. You will not. And so, future generations will see new movies with James Dean, listen to new songs with Elvis Presley, Marilyn Monroe, and on and on it goes. I'm sorry, but that's kind of crapping on their legacies. Because <laughs> it's all about money. It's all well, about making more money. The young kids under 30 years old, they don't know who James Dean is. So uh, this is but, only trying to get money from our generation. Well, sure it is. And you know what? There'll be a market for it. Yeah, bet. There you will bet. be people who will consume that product and not think twice about it. Uh, I, I, I find it creepy. I have no interest in it whatsoever. I don't want to hear any music that's made by AI. I don't want to look at any paintings that are made by AI. I don't want to watch any movies with dead guys in it. You know, I'm just not interested. I, I, I tell you what, I, this is not, in tying in with this story, another one, another observation I made yesterday online, I'm cruising face puke, and I've noticed I am seeing more and more ads for your AI friend. Yeah. Or your AI girlfriend yeah. who can look like whatever you want her to look like, mm -hmm. and she'll talk to you and listen to all your secrets. It creeps me out. It's bad, bad, bad. There's nothing good about it, man. You know, I, I, I've told you before, when we've done the example on the air with Snapchat. They got AI on Snapchat. You can't say no to it. Right, you right. You can't say no. And so, and there's nothing negative that comes from this AI. It's all positive. It all makes you feel good. So here's what people do when they're down in the dumps and they're feeling bad. They just type into the Snapchat AI, and they get, you know, sure. it, it builds you up, makes you, it makes you feel better about yourself and about the world and everything else. But, yes, every time, Sean, that they do a, a, a movie, a television show, or a song, and they use AI in it, they do a focus group where they ask people, what do you think about the AI? What do you think about this AI? What do you think about this? And every single time it comes back, I don't care. I just, I want to, if I enjoy the finished product, no. I enjoy the finished product, and I really don't care how they created it. Well, that's fine. I do. If, I, I, I care. I do. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. I, another story that ties into this, I, I had an issue with my cell phone yesterday, so I'm trying to get a human being uh, from Verizon on the phone. Couldn't do it. Oh. I ended up having to interact with an AI person. Yes. An AI thing uh, asking me questions about my situation. I'm telling you, I find it creepy. I, I don't see any good to it. At all. Well, I just don't. Again, you know, when McDonald's was testing the kiosk concept, yeah. right, which now is ubiquitous in, a, in, in McDonald's restaurants across America, they right. have the kiosk, where you go in, the one around the corner from my house, 
there's only two people working behind the counter, right. and all they're doing is putting the tray on the counter. Uh, they're not taking orders. You cannot give an order. You cannot right. walk up to a cash register in, in my McDonald's. You walk up to a kiosk, and you type in what you want, my quarter pounder with cheese and fries and a Coke, and you type that in, and it gives you the receipt with the number on it, and then they call your number here in a few minutes, and your food is ready. You've had no interaction with a human being. You've had nothing to do with another human being, and, and, and that's what's going on. And when they were testing those across America, they would intentionally have a cash register with a human being right. taking orders. Orders, and then they would have the, uh, you know, the, the kiosk on the other side. You would have a line of people to use the kiosk and the cash register person standing there by themselves. No way. People are on the way out. They're just, look, they're doing it in the convenience stores and the gas stations, too, where you have the smart register, where you just put your stuff on the little pad there, and it rings it up, and you stick, stick your card in. No interaction with a human being. They're phasing these things in uh, in every convenience store right now, except for the privately owned ones, but the corporate franchises, you'll see that everywhere you go. That's the future. And, and I don't think it's a good one. Uh, I, I think we need more human interaction. <laughs> we need more human-born art. We need more hum- just more humanity. We need to connect with each other more, and we're drifting in the opposite direction. Remember when I told you, Trey, um yesterday that there's a Taipei restaurant here yes that has like a little r2d2 robot that no yes the oh food wow to you and it lets you scratch her behind the ears yes yes <laughs> and, and, scratch and, her behind the yeah, ears yes. like a little r2d2 body and you can you'll say hi and oh, deliver no, it's, it's a fact and the kids prefer in fact if you watch these videos right that the it's the cute. the robot will come by taking the food over to another table and kids sitting at this table go mommy can we order more food so the robot can bring it to us that's how they want their food brought to them right. they want it done by robot they don't care if their movie's made by robot they don't care if their song is made by robot they don't care about any of this stuff as long as they get what they want out of it as long as they're enter- entertained i mean look most so, of the movies now don't even have sets even movies that don't require sort of fantastical worlds that you have to create you're going to be in a room and they've just fabricated the entire room and you're in a green screen so they're used to it the the, the younger generations are completely inured to this stuff oh, they're completely numbed totally. out to it so they won't notice a difference they really really won't i mean uh i've i've just sort of realized how much reality tv uh younger people consume so at some point, you won't even have real human beings in reality TV. It'll all be CGI. And what we're going to miss, really, and I'm telling you, we're going to miss it. We're going to miss the screw-ups. I'm serious. I'm serious. I agree. I'm serious. I agree. No, I agree. In, in that human beings will screw up, yeah. right? Right? Yeah. Right. Oh, well, yeah. Jimmy, this morning, he, he, we were in the hallway, and Jimmy said, I'm real sorry. I punched the button wrong, and it did something wrong, and it pulled up the wrong thing, and that was on me, and blah, 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 and the computer wouldn't have done that. And I told him, don't ever apologize for screwing up at 100 miles an hour. You, human beings screw up. I'm telling right. you, we screw up. You and I screw up every day on the show. Sure, you know, sure. We, do something, yeah. we, do, we screw up somehow. I stand at the head of the screw-up line, but under AI, everything is going to be so perfect, perfect and so unreal, not real. Have you noticed even like I used to love watching old movies for the edit skips yes. and the little like it's like listening to an old yes. record right that has pops and clicks on yes. it yes okay and, and that I noticed they've already just kind of redone all the old movie you don't even see that stuff anymore and you're right it's going to be the seamless evolution into completely contrived 
uh, both entertainment and interaction in the service industry. You're you're not going to have to deal with humans at all. Well, in, at some point, in entertainment industry too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So so some of the best stuff in the world from Eric Clapton or Stevie Ray Vaughan or any of them, Steve Vai or any of them have come out of mistakes they have – Eddie Van Halen, you yeah, know, yeah. some of that eruption stuff. Oh, sure. Comes out of mistakes he said he made. I'm making mistakes right now, and I'm just flourishing on a mistake. And look at the brilliance that came out yeah, of my screw-up. sometimes your mistakes are uh, – like, remember the, remember the guy, the painter guy, uh, always went blank, Bob Ross, ah! would say your happy little mistakes. Yes. I've written poems where I, I hit a line wrong – and didn't type what I intended to type, and then realized the screw-up was a better line. Yes, sir. Painters do this all the time. Uh, I'm filmmakers. glad you mentioned Bob Ross. He's, he's my favorite. Oh, I love Bob I Ross, I love man. Bob Ross. I've yeah. always loved watching Bob Ross, and that's right. He calls it your happy little world, and we have a happy little accident. But happy little know, mistakes. I yeah. have a happy little accident, and I just turned this tree. I screwed up, and I made a line here, and now it's a be- look at it. It's a beautiful tree. It's a tree. But it started out as a screwed-up line with the, you know with his brush, and now it's a beautiful, flourishing tree. Look at one of the greatest movies that huh. is revered in American cinema, Jaws. Yeah. The shark didn't work. Yeah. And so he had to improvise. Yeah. What did he do? He made it about mood right. and dread right. using music and editing. Right. You know, but, but it's all going to be perf- perfect at some point. But there's something sterile about that. There's something soulless and sterile about it. I agree. And I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, I agree. Well, James Dean is coming back. For those of you who are fans, he'll be acting in new movies, and so will Marilyn Monroe. So will all the greats who are dead now. They're going to come back and make all these new movies with them, but they will not be real. They're going to look real. They're going to sound real. They're going to feel real, but they are not real. As an example, very quickly, I know we got time. As an example, I watched uh, uh, Gardens of the Galaxy 3. It's a Marvel space movie it was really it had all the special effects in the world but what made that movie a great movie was the characters and the way their relationships with each other that was the movie okay but the point is you're going to get to this place where that's gone do you it's all the effect do you have an entertainer that has died or is close to dying that you wish they'd never would have died that you know all of them (laughs) well i'll give i'll give you my example stevie ray vaughn right I sit here every day, I play his song, right, and I'm thinking, God, what he could have accomplished had he lived longer. Oh, man, the music that was going to come out of him. And that's why this is going to work for people, because people are going to go, I sure miss him. But the, but it's not them. I know that's that. the whole thing. You I, and I are you, It's not them. You yeah. know, the candle that burns twice as bright burns half as long. Sometimes you just get a moment. Jim Morrison, what would he be doing in his 60s right. and 70s, you know? But he didn't get that. You know, he only had his moment, and he put out what he put out That's during right. his time on, on planet Earth. Right. That is the fingerprint. I saw some of this yesterday. Art leaves a fingerprint of our existence on planet Earth. When you start contriving that, it's gone. Well, the, whole, the whole world's going to be contrived. I agree. Because that's where we're going. <laughs> and I'm staying away from yeah. it. <laughs> the world? <laughs> I'm going to watch Hallmark and stay. I'm going to stay in my living room, man. Okay. Let me tell you about foundation support specialists and what a great job they can do for your home. Because as I've told you before, if your foundation begins to fail, and that's what your house is sitting on, right, uh, then your house starts to come apart at the seams. I've seen it happen. 
And it doesn't matter what kind of foundation. I've poured a lot of concrete in my life, so I can tell you that there's various kinds. you got pier and beam, obviously. we got a lot of pier and beam homes in San Antonio, some of the older homes, right? And you got post-tension, which is the cable inside the slab, and then you got steel in the slab, three-quarter, you know, three-eighths, whatever, steel inside the slab, too. Whatever your foundation is, our friends at foundationsupportspecialist.com, they know what to look for. They know the telltale signs to look for with foundation failure. They know how to fix your foundation, and then they guarantee their fix for the life of the structure, and the uh, the guarantee is, is certainly transferable. So if you one day sell your home and you move on, then the new homeowners get that brand-new uh, warranty guarantee with the foundation fix. They're going to give you a free foundation inspection, and there's no obligation whatsoever. So reach out to them today. Tell them Trey Ware sent you at foundationsupportspecialist.com. That's foundationsupportspecialist.com. You wash your hands, you brush your teeth, but how do you clean? 